to the 10 and 2 podcast. I'm Kat. And I'm Catlin. And we're here every week talking watches, photography, adventure, and exploring the world of horology. We're hey. here every week in our new studio. Yeah. Isn't it so nice? Dude, I like, <laughs> I can't believe this is our life right now. Yeah. We have like cool sound panels now that are up on the wall. It's, it's we're uh, chilling on the couch recording. Yeah, yeah. I've never been more cozy recording a podcast. It ever. is so nice. Like Love the it. chairs we had were kind of uncomfortable for like more than 15 minutes. <laughs> Life is good now. Life is really good. We um, might literally start falling asleep while we're recording podcast episodes. Definitely almost happened today. Uh, I got a couple Benadryls in my system and yeah, it, it feels really comfy to be on here, but it's exciting. And and I think that, you know, we were chatting earlier about uh, possibly filming our podcast, <gasps> putting that up on YouTube. So you I like guys how can, you put it out there now. I said, now I, I said possibly, possibly. <laughs> y'all, y'all, I said possibly. Um, <laughs> and I didn't say when, <laughs> but maybe soon, maybe soon. I think that's something we, we might have in mind. We have really, really cool setup now. And yeah. um, I'm, I know my husband's got to be jealous of all this room I got up here. I've got this cool hangout space. I now. know. It's the coolest room in the house. It is definitely the coolest room in the house. I have to say. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, uh, we've got an exciting guest on the show today. We yes. have Amy Shore, who is a photographer out in the UK. And you guys have actually may have seen her work. She has been the photographer for several years now for Fairer, which we talked about recently, did mm -hmm. some amazing lifestyle shots of their new field watches. And she's just got this great style. I love her look. It, it almost, she has like a kind of a film, a filmy look. I, I don't know technical terms, y'all. So <laughs> please forgive me. Uh, even as a photographer, I still call things thingies and doohickeys and <laughs> thingamajigs. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Who has time to learn all the names? Same with watches too. Uh, no, she, she has this great look to her, her, photos and um, she's worked with a bunch of great brands too she's a mostly a car photographer so mm -hmm. you might have seen her work in octane magazine uh, she's has shot jaguar land rover um, she shot for a triumph classic driver and just many many more she is nikon's and she said it nikon and i don't know how to say it. i'm gonna say nikon because that's how i'm still I've, saying nikon okay that maybe that's the american pronunciation yeah. i'm not sure um, I've always been kind of scared to say that. I always hate saying something wrong, but then I don't know what the correct... I feel like because that's the Omega-Omega conversation to have, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like UK, it's always Omega. Maybe if we ever talk to someone from Omega, we'll, we'll get a clear answer on that. And the... Uh, what was it? The Pelagos. Because I say Pelagos. Some people say Pelagos. I say Pelagos. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Who yeah, knows? Who knows? Uh, but back to Amy. She, she, uh, she's a brand ambassador for Fair, and uh, she is also Nikon's uh, Europe ambassador, which she just got promoted to this year. So really, really cool. If you haven't checked out her work, please go to her website, and we'll link that up in the show notes. Mm -hmm. But So we yeah. had such a fun time talking to her today. It was an amazing amazing conversation yeah and this we talked about everything we did talk about everything and and this episode stands out a little bit differently than most of our others because we tend to talk to people that are really really deep into watches and she's not she's kind of a beginner into watches but mm -hmm. she does have a unique perspective on watches because she's just getting into the hobby and you know her experience working with cars and it's kind of unique how she brings the two together and I, I thought the interview was great we had such a fun time she is the most lovely person out yes. there and and hopefully we get to meet her at some point in time too yeah I, I completely agree this was so much fun and a really great way to start the morning yeah if you like cars if you like watches if you like photography then this is definitely an episode you'll love yeah enjoy the episode uh, this is a great one and uh, yeah and let us know what you think after after the show all right, enjoy. All right, well, welcome to the show, Amy. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you very much. It's lovely to to meet you both, if not virtually. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah, how, how how are you guys doing? We're doing great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no no complaints at all. I mean. Yeah. I wish we could travel, but that's the only thing, which yeah. I'm sure you do too. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I think it's very different for us though, because when, you know, 
so many other places in the world are under such major lockdowns and we're still able to do things, right? Yeah. Like we, we take precautions, but we're able to go, we go to lunch after, you know, like after this recording, we'll go grab lunch and. Oh, you yeah. guys have got restaurants open? Yeah. yeah. See, and I oh, feel like man, we, so jealous. we forget that we're still like pretty well open compared mm-hmm. to so much of the rest of the world. So, yeah. 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 It, it's, it's nice because like, you know, we can go to restaurants, they're limited by numbers, obviously after right. a mask and everything going in. But we still have somewhat of a normal life. Yeah. But we we uh, we have friends in the UK, Scotland, and we hear it's just terrible, and we feel so bad. It's yeah. It's 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 okay. I mean, like now we can still get takeaway food and stuff. That's that's okay because we still feel like we can get away with not cooking at, at <laughs> night. We can still go for like a takeaway. Um, but you know, being able to actually so yesterday no Monday this week we we managed to actually go out and and we could see one friend socially distanced outside oh. now. So like I went and met with my friend. And we're like we we can see. <laughs> um, yeah, that was super nice. But no, we are we are literally. Almost, you know, one month and one day and the pub's open. Outside garden, yeah. outside beer garden, but the pub's open. We can go and get a, a nice cold pint. So oh. it's worrying how, like, people are booking outside seating in pubs. That's never been a thing before. Yeah. Just so yeah. they, on that day, so they can go and actually get a, a nice drink on the, their, their first day back. Oh so, my um, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And I think that, like, I think there should be a, a, a holiday that we all have when, you know, when the U.S. reopens, everything's yes. open again. We should have a holiday. And then every Where- year, we every business is celebrate. shut down first of all <laughs> so that everybody can enjoy it and just go play yeah like, be free i know it's gonna be <laughs> one day it's gonna be so good to just hang out with friends hang out with family again yeah. um yeah. but you as a photographer so i know it, it it must be difficult because you you can't really travel have you stayed busy kind of within the uk this past year yeah it's the the lack of travel abroad has been quite crazy like i've uh 2019 i think i was on something like not not a lot of flights but like I 35 flights or something like that so still quite a few flights like mm-hmm. nearly like one a week one every other week and um yeah so that change has been quite crazy but it's also been really lovely just being able to travel around the UK for for work as well because it's so diverse in terms of landscape and culture up and down the country that um yeah being able to still shoot has been amazing and also because so road trips are my job but also my <laughs> absolute passion so to be able to go on road trips and call it work has been (laughs) wonderful absolutely wonderful so yeah even this past weekend I just um Jaguar Classic said hey it's our 60th anniversary um we'd like to try and get a few more pictures for of e-types um would you be able to take an e-type for a weekend and just basically brings up by some photographs and I'm like yes yes I oh would oh my gosh yes, yeah so, it sounds terrible no please <laughs> I mean gosh sounds like the worst job ever I mean they had to force me but I was like okay I'm not <laughs> yes, that busy <laughs> um so yeah it was amazing so yeah then this morning I had to drop that car back so I was a little oh. sad but then oh. I went and picked up another car from a Mercedes <laughs> place so now I'm driving around a classic Mercedes so oh my gosh you bad. like you never have to buy your own car because you just get like cars on loan that's amazing so, this is the problem. I oh. never have to buy my own car. You are very right. But that means that the cars that I do have, they break down a lot. Oh, so no. I- <laughs> so I got it back into my um, my 2003 Land Rover Defender. Literally, whilst it sat at Jaguar, after I'd left the E-Type, I was like, oh, okay, then buy E-Type. Hello, Defender. Got in, turned the key, would not start. I oh. had to go and get one of their mechanics to come and help me oh, jumpstart no. my car. <laughs> so, but that happens a lot. So, oh. um, yeah. But no, that's why I think I've never, I've never had to buy myself a, a car that can get to A to B easily because <laughs> I just think, oh, that's fine. I've got other people's cars to do that for me. Exactly. <laughs> it's all about <laughs> the journey. <laughs> Honestly, yes. You know, I've, I've, I've definitely used my breakdown cover many, many times already. So I'm, I'm sorted. It's fine. And, oh, uh, no. Yeah, it all works. It's, a, it's an adventure. It's an adventure. Yeah. yeah. Always take your camera with you because you never know. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's all <hilarious. laughs> <laughs> I'm so like bad. I'm deathly afraid of breaking down because I I mean we'll be honest or I know I don't know anything about cars like I know how to change a tire I can change a tire because my dad taught me that I can jump a car well yeah and that's about is that that's it for me that's, I can change my oil I can change oil. oil I can change oil yeah. check your oil your water yeah that's it that's yeah, all right. you need to know. Okay. Okay. Then anything we're good. else, then, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Anything else, I feel like most men I know couldn't handle either. <laughs> like, I know men who can't change a tire. So, like, I'm like, whatever. I'm still doing better. So, yeah. That's true. Like, That's very right. true. Yeah. 
uh, my problem is, is it would happen on my way to work. Like I've had this happen on my way to work. So I'm in a suit on the side <laughs> of the road, <laughs> changing a tire. It's not a classy look. No, like, and I wear skirt suits. It's it's not a classy. Oh look. no, yeah, not a not a classy oh. look. But I'm too stubborn to call somebody yeah. and just be like, "Hey, I know you live five miles away. Could you come change my tire for me?" No, I would call someone only if I I couldn't do it myself. Yeah. Because I'm stubborn like you. Stubborn. Yeah. No, I don't oh, need help. I'm, I got this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit more pathetic. I'm I, like the minute something doesn't work, I'm like the ring of my dad and my boyfriend. Be like, I'm dad. Don't get me wrong. I call my daddy. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. I still call my dad. Like, he, he knows everything that ever goes on in my life. So, yeah, he has to get a phone call. He always offers to come help. And I'm like, no, I got it, daddy. Like, given my dad, I mean, for the longest time, he killed like all the bugs in the house. Like, I don't do bugs ever period don't do bugs so now I'm desperate like anytime there's a bug in my house and I live 40 miles away from my dad like the other day there was one of those like what is it the centipedes or the millipedes that happened yeah yeah. Yeah. in my bathroom and I was like what do I do like it was fast it was going I couldn't find it I I lost it at one point and I was like I gotta burn my house down that's it it's over (laughs) so changing tire yes killing bugs no, it's not. Oh. That's pretty. Uh, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Amy. So before we get too far into the show, um, something that's kind of customary that we do is a wristwatch check. So we want to uh, to know what you're wearing on the wrist today. Well, okay. So I literally got this this morning. I mean, I'm showing over Zoom, which is not helping for people listening. <laughs> but I've got my brand new. So Farah have just produced three watches, the, the field watches, and mine is called the Pembroke. So it is a, it's got a white face with a lovely dark navy blue background and white hands. And I've got it with the, with the NATO green straps. So uh, Ooh, yeah. I love it's, that. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have worn, they've got a, a beautiful steel bracelet that I would have worn, but I've got to go and get the links taken out of it because I don't have one of those fancy little machines <laughs> that you can so apparently you can get them on Amazon. They're really cheap. So I yeah. might just go and do that. <laughs> no, I really like the NATO on that. That looks really good. It's cool. Yeah. It's 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 really cool. So I've never had um, like, a, it, I don't usually wear fabric straps. They're usually the leather straps or like the metal Milanese straps that I wear. So this is kind of a new feel for me. Um, so yeah, no, I, I'm really enjoying it. But I mean, I'm about six hours into wearing yeah. it. So, so far. <laughs> going well no um, of the three new field watches that's my favorite one too mm-hmm. I think yes. the color is so beautiful I love Farrah does like these pops of colors so well and takes like something as traditional and as you know come at me as boring as a field watch but that's what they're designed mm-hmm. to be they're designed to be understated and boring but then they throw in these like fun pops of color that just makes it like uniquely fair yeah so it's their designs I, I mean like I when they first approached me many many years ago I wasn't I was the kind of person that would go to my local like supermarket and get some five pound watch that was near the checkout because I was like oh I need a watch and that's it so up until they said hey you know would you like to work with this and I was like "Ooh, this could be nice yeah. so um yeah, like everything I've learned about watches has been over the time that I've been working with Farah and to be able to appreciate everything they do in their designs has been a wonderful thing to kind of go along that journey and, and see their their progression and their development in their own design so yeah that's been that's been lovely so I, I got all my watches out next to me so I can look at them <laughs> and, and, and just think oh yeah that, that's a lovely detail that's a lovely detail so um yeah no it's up until yeah this morning I was wearing the um the Aldrich world timer which is this mm-hmm. beautiful super super dark blue kind of metallic background with a little world in the middle and yeah yeah this even just the just the end of the the, the point of the, the second hand is like pop of orange it's the mm-hmm. only like bright color in it you just think that works really well so um yeah so yeah all of the details in it i i love yeah. yeah. Do you have a, a favorite watch from them? Oh, absolute favorite. That's a really tough one. Um, <laughs> Remember okay. when we said we weren't asking the tough questions? <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay, well, it would either be the Aldrich I do love um, because it's quite weighty. It's quite heavy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for for I like the fact that it's not particularly a girl's watch. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't like this idea of girls' watches or whatever. Yeah. You know, light, it's light and thin and blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, no, this is a... <laughs> This is a great looking watch. It's got some weight to it and it, it looks cool. And I love I love automatics as well because just, you know, just I just play and I spin the, the background. Yeah. Yeah, 
take it off. But um, if not that, then probably, and, and I'm now going back to myself, the slightly more feminine watch that that, uh, that I have of theirs, uh, the Lansdale. So yeah. this is like, a, it's, I mean, again, I'm showing you on Zoom, people can't hear this, but <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a green jewel, just the, it's quite thin and fairly light. And it's just a, a really lovely um, it, it's it's a hand hand wound one, so yeah. just a, your thought process with the watch is different. It's not something you can just you have to care about for it a little bit, and I, I quite yeah. like that. So yeah. I mean, when I first for the first few weeks that I had it, I, I got annoyed at myself for forgetting to wind it. So then I'd look at the watch and go, "Oh, what time actually is it?" And so now, when, when you get into the hang of it, it's something quite um, quite comforting about the the the, the wind of it, and um, yeah. yeah, just having a moment to, to wind your own. Yeah, hand my watch. So yeah, I think that's something in the community. You know, a lot of people will will argue that they they will only buy hand wound watches because they like that connection that they have to the watch. Yeah. And I I personally like automatic. I just want it to do it for me. Like I don't want. <laughs> I, I do yeah. like the relationship that you have when you when you hand wind a watch. Mm-hmm. That being said, and I have the same problem with my automatic watches. Usually, like I put my watch on, I don't set it or wind it for like my Speedmaster <laughs> until like four hours into my shift at work. And I'm like, I keep looking at it and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, I'm sure we all do it, right? We look at our watches to see what time it is. Then we just get distracted looking at our watch, right? Yeah. And so like, I don't ever actually use my watch for the time. I look at it and I think, oh shit, I gotta, I need to change the time on my watch. Like, and then I'll forget about it. And then, you know, an hour later, I'll do the same thing. And I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous. Like, come on, I'm a terrible watch owner. The worst, the absolute worst. Yeah, well, I, I like, I, I rotate my watches so often yeah. that by the time I pick it back up, it's, it's dead. I have to, you know, shake it or I have to wind mm-hmm. it anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But see, embrace manual wound watches. Like, I know. It doesn't I really know. matter. It, it, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. It's quite nice as well. It's like a, it's like a, if you, if you, like, I, I, I fiddle with things like either my mm-hmm. rings or, mm-hmm. or whatever. So to be able to have a hand wound watch, like, oh, something to fiddle with, you can just like, <laughs> just wind it. And then I can feel myself getting close. I'm like, I need to stop now. Like, <laughs> so, fun times ever. Fun times ever. Can't, can't fiddle with it anymore. I wanted to ask you kind of like, how did you get started in photography? Because I've, I've, first of all, I've been a fan for a a while now. I think your photography is just amazing. The style of your photos, um, you know, I know that you, you shoot mostly digital, but you have this very film-like look and kind of, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like really dreamy and it reminds me of kind of old film, but you know, in a new digital age. And I just, I love the look of your photos, but yeah, I just wanted to ask kind of, when did you get started in photography? Well, thank you for the, for the kind words for a start. It's um, <laughs> yeah. People sometimes describe my work as vintage and I can totally see where that's yeah. know, the, the film type look. Mm-hmm. And I never, when I first started to you know get into photography, I never intended on my work to look like it was some like shot on film. And I, I was, I was born in the digital age. So I never even picked up a, a film camera really. I, I mean, maybe when I was like five or six, or something I might have shot some very bad photographs on my like my mom's compact camera or something but <laughs> other than that I've yeah not until I've been a grown-up fully into photography I thought okay I feel now prepared to go back to film so um basically when I was so I'm I'm 30 in May so um yeah May 2021 I'll be 30 so when uh, I was about 16 uh, my my parents knew I was into photography and they for my birthday my 16th birthday they gave me my first uh, digital camera which was a, it's called a Nikon D50. And you can get them on eBay now for like 80 pounds or something oh, wow. like that. Yeah. It, um, it's yeah, really like quite a cheap camera. But that was kind of the beginning of it. And I just photographed anything just for just for fun. I just like photographing people and events and friends and my cat or whatever. So uh, <laughs> then, yeah, that was kind of how it started. And I just got a little bit better and I just took my camera on holiday and ended up getting a couple of lenses. And, you know, then it got to the point where I was at university and I was like, because I decided that I thought nobody's nobody can become a car not a car photographer nobody can be a photographer full time and make money and actually live <laughs> off it so I'm not even going to bother trying because that's like not not bad but I just thought you know what photography is my 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 passion my hobby so I will learn something else at university and then I can maybe use both if I need to um so yeah then I went and studied how to do metal smithing and silver smithing and like jewelry design because oh, wow. I'd definitely get a job doing that. Right. It um, seems much more practical than photography. I'm I'm sure your parents were thrilled. 
they were like do what you enjoy darling I was like, okay <laughs> enjoy being poor but do, yeah, do it too much <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're gonna so, live um, at home forever <laughs> right, can't wait. my mom my mom would be happy if I was still at home she's <laughs> love it and so um no I've got a great relationship with my parents and so they, they were fantastic and so when I went to university and I, I studied this I, I thought I'd end up going into something like homeware design for I don't know, John Lewis or, or a, you know, a department store type thing. And, and then I um, it just did weddings, you know, for, for friends and weekends. And then I graduated in 2013. And then um, friends of my dad, because my dad's a, a complete car nut. Um, they, they basically had built this, this Ferrari, this replica Ferrari, and they just needed photographs of their, what they had built. Like it didn't have to be anything interesting. They just knew, knew that they needed high resolution photographs and that I had a nice camera. <laughs> so that's kind of how it started. Anyway, so I shot this, shot this car. And I, at this point I, I'd invested a, a bit more into the camera because I thought, okay, if I'm gonna, I've just graduated. <laughs> I haven't got a job. If I need to start doing things a little bit more professionally, I'll get an, a nicer camera. Yeah. And uh, so I got this, yeah, that, that, this camera and this lens. Anyway, shot this car and the pictures went viral online and that was the I was supposed the, the very beginning of it because then um, a couple of people actually uh, you know an American company called Petrolicious they mm-hmm. were like oh we love your your car photographs we need somebody in the UK to photograph cars um do you want to if we give you a list of cars do you want to see if you can find any and and you know get some pictures for us and I was like yeah sure thing I didn't know what any of these cars were on this list. <laughs> I, I, I will yeah I was I would take my dad to car shows because loads of classic car shows over in in the UK and I'm sure there is over in the US as well mm-hmm. like week, weekly in the in in the summer and I'd be like dad right I need to find series one Land Rover what does one of those look like and then like basically I'd be like that's his Land Rover in the front he's like yeah that's 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 a series three it's a Defender whatever I'm like oh okay so <laughs> no, I, I had I was still living with my parents at the time so I had no financial like stresses or anything like that and like I think my parents like if you can just give us some like money for like fuel and food or not fuel like um bills and, and food that'd be great I was like yeah no worries and that was kind of it so I was very, very lucky to be supported by my, my parents in that when I first started. And then, honestly, within two years, I was, oh, I've, I've never, never has, has the, the, um, the speed of snowballing of work ever been like that before. So, um, yeah, so I started photographing cars and then a lot more cars and then weddings kicked off as well, actually. So I ended up being <laughs> quite a lot of weddings in the end. Um, and so then it got to a point about, yeah, two, two and a half years in and I was, Oh, like I don't know how many hours a week I was working because it'd be like car event, car event, car event. Then it'd be weddings at the weekend. It's like back to car events, editing. <laughs> right. It was a lot, and so yeah, uh, about 2015, I was like, I've got to give up either the cars or the weddings. That's so why I gave up the weddings because I love the weddings and you have a right laugh with a good party. But the cars and things that take me around the world and give me adventures, yeah, and I yeah, absolutely love. So um, that is. Yeah, career in a nutshell. So yeah, that was about. I love you, that. I'll, I'll... I'm so fascinated <laughs> that you didn't know like cars before. Yeah. I guess I just kind of assumed that you were into cars, and that's kind of how your your connection with car photography started. That's so crazy. Basically, well, the, the the side of the car interest. Uh, I mean, because I was kind of interested in cars, um, but basically, like, so my dad always being a car nut. Right. Um, one of his lifelong friends. Um, had a daughter that was uh, my age, more or less. She was one year older than me at school, and so she was at school. And she would drive to drive to school in her like nineteen eighty or nineteen seventies Austin. I, I don't even know what it is now. And um, <laughs> like, I, I'd probably if I saw her, I'd be like, "Oh, it's one of those." But like at the time, I was like, "I have no idea what it is." But I thought she was so cool. <laughs> I want to be like Ellie. And so uh, my, my dad was like, oh, well, you know, we can always get a classic car. If you want a classic car, you know, you've only got to go to, you know, school, college, uni and, and to my part-time job. And um, I was like, yeah, okay. And he was like, I know how to fix minis. Get a mini. I was like, okay. So that was, that was basically it. So then, um, so yeah, when I was 19, I, I bought my, myself a classic mini because I knew my dad could fix it for oh, me. Yeah. And um, I've had it ever since. So I, I literally drove it today um, to go and pick up some Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> I've driven four different classic vehicles today so um yeah it's uh, and then so the, I suppose the, the beginning of my, my love for classic cars did start there and yeah, um yeah my knowledge of it really so my love has been I've been around for, for a while but the knowledge of it is definitely definitely all been in the last seven and a half years that I've been doing this job so um yeah I still get a lot of things wrong but now I feel, I feel pretty, pretty good I'm like oh, I'm, I know what that car is and yeah. uh, yeah, 
<laughs> quite nice. But um, but yeah, so then obviously cars and watches and, you know, good wine and suits and things all started mm-hmm. to come out. I'm like, oh, OK, this world is kind of all these bits come out and this this lifestyle. So um, cars have really opened up the doors for, for, for why I'm talking to, to you guys today. So, um, yeah, it's no, it's really, really been a, an amazing journey so far. Yeah. So here's a fun question. What do you find is harder to shoot a watch or a car? Because I would assume a, a car is actually pretty tough because all the reflections, just like a watch case would be, you know, nice and polished. Yeah. So which ones, which one do you think is harder? I think I find watches to be a little bit harder because you have to think like really small. Like you have to think, okay, it's <laughs> not just about the watch, but the little tiny bits around the watch. Like, do I have it flat? Do I have it on someone's wrist? And then you get people like, my my hands are horrible. So I'm like, oh, no, I want one out somewhere. Like, you know, I've got proper veiny hands. And then you get like, um, you get like you know, models with like perfect wrists. And you're like, yes, that is what I want. And, um, <laughs> So, yeah, you end up having to think really small and think, okay, what are these little tiny bits of information I want to give around the watch that will complement that watch? There's a lot more um, set up, whereas with cars, you can kind of be like, let's go and have an adventure and I'll (laughs) photograph it when a mountain comes along or something like that. So, um, yeah, I think think the watches I find harder, but also because, um, you know, I photograph cars a lot more than I photograph watches. The watches are something that I've, you know, with Thera and the adventures that we go on, it's something I've just, ended up doing as well so um yeah I it's I, I mean I love it because it makes me think differently as well yeah. so if I ever do portraiture shoots or yeah watch shoots or food shoots which I still do you know for on, not even on side just you know jobs that come along um it does make me think differently so it's a it's they're a joy to do because they're not the same as the cars um, yeah. yeah and I also have to think about reflections so I'm like oh there is some reflection but I think some is nice but not yeah. much I want to make sure that I don't come <laughs> the logo a completely different way of thinking so um whereas with the car you're just like off we go yeah <laughs> bring the camera with me and see what we get and um i've never shot a car i would i i feel like it would be difficult but i guess here it's it's see i i am i imagine the uk like rolling hills and just because of what we see and it's just instagram you know it's just all we see um but here it's like houses and buildings and there's like <laughs> where's all the land like the pretty land. And you have to go like hours and hours and hours out and that that may be true for you too but i just imagine the landscape there's just so much better than it is here to take to get, photographs like, car photos N- and sure. maybe into like maybe if you go out west then you can take some really cool stuff out yeah. there but here in the south well, i don't and know. I feel like the, the landscape is so different like um from what i can tell in the uk from what we see on <laughs> Instagram of what our friends tell us. Uh, I feel like, first of all, everybody says the weather is bad just to keep us out. I think so. Because I see a lot of sunny days in the UK. I'm like, I'll be video chatting people. I'm like, isn't that the sun? Like, you guys say it never comes out. What are you talking about? Clearly, it's nice out there. I think they're just trying to keep everybody out and keep it, like, all to your secret. But, like, you guys have, like, all the great architecture Mm -hmm. and, like, so much history and things like that. I, I find it so fascinating. I'm sure it makes for some of the most amazing amazing landscapes to be able to shoot with. I mean, it is awesome, but also it does mean that the UK can be very quaint, which is nice. But if you're trying to like photograph a supercar, for example, you don't really want quaint. You uh, want, I guess, like, yeah. Cool and rugged <laughs> and, and, you know, like the US has got some great backdrops and, you know, just this more, not industrial side, but, you know, you've got some some great house frontages and, and garages and just, you know, some of the roads there just so straight, which is, is, yeah. is completely different to what we have in the UK which we have very we have a lot of pubs so it's very pretty and lovely and so I mean it works very well for a lot of my my photography because you know with the, the kind of this vintage look that's yeah. that's around it, it was very romantic and so it does work well but um yeah so like recently one of the jobs I had to do was photograph this this beautiful um brand new Bentley um Bentley Continental and I went ended up going up to a city um I went up to, to Manchester and Leeds which is like this northern very kind of rugged city and some of the backdrops you know there's graffiti everywhere and oh, it's just nice. like this really cool modern architecture up there but it's kind of like crosses over with cobbled streets and yeah. so yeah a really nice kind of change and, and mixture there but um yeah that was a, a different way of thinking whereas yeah used to, usually I'm just used to going to the rolling hills and being like yeah let's, let's this. So, like, get some trees um, a river like the car we're good exactly so yeah if somebody's like we want urban i'm like ooh, (laughs) okay and then um, because the other thing london is what you think about but Uh the traffic for a start is ridiculous it's it's okay in covid now but just and also the amount of like 
Like they do not want you to drive in the middle of London. So there's now like all sorts of charges and tax things you've got to oh. pay to get in them, like for a car. And it's, you just think, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do a different city. So yeah. um, it's just trying to find the find the locations. I'm constantly driving. If I'm driving around, like, oh, that'd be a good location. Like yeah. on Google Maps, I'll pin it and save it. And I've got like, oh, that's location. so smart. That is very smart, actually. Mm. Yeah. I should really <laughs> take advantage of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I've driven miles. When I say driven, I've scrolled miles on Google Maps on Street View trying to yeah. look at places. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I do my location scouting. Oh, that's okay. actually super smart, especially right a, now. Um, what was one of your favorite locations that you've ever shot at? Ooh. Oh, um, again, difficult question. In the UK <laughs> or in the world? In the in, world. Yeah, world. Oh, even harder. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think probably locations, I'm going to go broad. I'm just going to go with a country and I'm going to go with Scotland because okay. it's got this this light. It's the light that does it. You know, people talk about the light that you get in LA, for example, and they're like, you know, the light's amazing, the colours. And I think Scotland has got its own light, which is this always this kind of subtle, romantic, but kind of rugged and gritty. Oh, I just, even when it's sunny, it's not really sunny. There's always a bit of rain or something. But (laughs) I think somehow when the clouds are there and there's some reflections and it rains and then it's sunny. So then the, the road is all reflected with the blue sky and it just Oh, just all the things that happen. There's rainbows pop up every now and then, and and it's it, there's something quite um, boom, just raw about it. And so I think Scotland would, and it's got some of those beautiful roads and, and landscapes. So that would probably be the my favourite location to to shoot everything ever. Whether yeah, it's, yeah I, I would I would live there if I could, but it's in the middle of nowhere and, and <laughs> everything is very far away. Um, and Edinburgh as well has got this amazing like. Um, like gothic feel almost to it and mm-hmm. again lots of cobbled streets and kind of dark and oh it's just I love it I just love that whole the whole country so yeah um, yeah and being neighbors to it we can go go there regularly so, <laughs> um, yeah which is the other thing I forget like you guys talk about having to drive hours to get to somewhere and like just the idea of driving six hours I don't know maybe it's just again on the movies that it's like yeah we can drive over to there this weekend I'm like that's six hours away why would you do that <laughs> I feel like everybody in the UK thinks we're crazy for for doing stuff like that like I'll drive Is to me drive yes we drive I mean I drive six hours to go to Panama City Beach like mm-hmm. three times a summer pre-COVID what? like yeah. it's just it's easy because flights are flights are not that cheap realistically mm-hmm. and then when you have like the family and whatever and when you go to the beach when you have kids and you go to the beach man that's a that's a whole like that's a whole setup okay like you're you're packing half a house and and you can't pack that and carry that on a plane so it's just easier just to drive it and you know when we live you know 45 minutes you know ish from from the big city from nashville yeah like i drive i drive 45 minutes one way into work every single day and it's just like a normal thing but we don't have like public transportation yeah we don't have trains. We don't have, you know, those sorts of things. If you live inside the city, you have buses, but that's really about it. So yeah. it's just normal. Yeah. Like, and I like it. I love driving. Like, I find it so relaxing. Just I mean, even if it's a boring, like, hop on the interstate and just go straight somewhere. Like, I just mm-hmm. find it to be very relaxing. Yeah. If you have good music with you, then oh, I, mean, yeah. I, I love driving as well. Like, yeah. I completely am with you with that. But I think I'd much rather do the the same journey but i mean in the uk we we go off on the the a roads and the b roads the little roads and yeah. it'll take you three times as long to get there but if you're in a good car oh that's the joy yeah. of doing those roads so um yeah to, to us like road tripping so yeah last weekend when we had this i had this jaguar e-type we went down to down to devon in the, in the south of, of the uk and if we just hopped on the motorway we'd probably be there in like three three and a half hours it took us like a day and a half because oh, we were no. just like I'm just gonna go yeah like really wiggly like yeah we just we just took the fun roads yeah and, um, yeah so then and again just before um just before Christmas last year um I decided I was go- I was going to take my mini for my 10 year anniversary with it um Aww. from the most populated place in the UK so London to the least populated place in the UK um the most northern point of the Shetland Islands so basically you go through Scotland and then you get a ferry and you keep going so oh, um, wow. it was like many 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 miles but again I decided to do it on the on the little roads so mm-hmm. I could have done it in two days and it said it took me four and a half or something like that yeah. so um yeah but the adventure and obviously the photographs and everything about that journey is the the whole reason that we that, I mean I do do this job and, and have this passion so um so yeah 
that's yeah, I'm sorry, we've gone off we've gone off watches a long way. No, <laughs> no. I mean we, we we talk about everything on this on this whoa, my <laughs> just fell out. Let me see. I could... <laughs> One second. Uh, this, this is a new setup with like the couch so like we're we're yeah. really embracing this like laid back vibe I'm but. getting I'm getting too comfortable now I'm like unplugging myself no, I have also done the same with with John as well you sit back and you're like oh oh, oh no bring my head back <laughs> yeah. wire is too short to do that yeah. <laughs> no but um so I'm yeah I'm going on a trip uh I guess next month and we're going from from here from Nashville all the way to the West Coast, driving to California. We're going to stop in Arizona in the desert. Uh, Death Valley is a stop. Yosemite National Park. And then off to like the San Francisco coast. And, you know, I, I told my husband like, good music. Like we have, to, like I'm already like starting my playlist now. Because it, it's it's like the one thing that, you know, it, it, keep, a, it keeps me awake. You know, if I got good music to listen yeah. to. But it just makes the trip more enjoyable. And, and you know, I like the idea of, so we were taking the trip 10 to 14 days we don't know like I I want the little bit of freedom to decide yeah let's take the back way to get there let's take a little bit longer so we're not like dead set on coming back at a certain time so 10 to 14 days we'll see what happens (laughs) we might come back in like five if we really hate it I don't think we're gonna hate it though um but yeah we're we're camping uh we're gonna camp outside of our jeep it's called overlanding here I don't know what they call it in maybe the UK but um we're gonna have like a rooftop tent on our jeep and just kind of stay in the national parks and just really super excited have you ever done anything like that no although I'm in contact with um a a company up in in Yorkshire further north of, of England and they do with with defenders again the exact same thing with like the tent on top and um they were like you know if you ever want to come and and try one of the cars out for for a weekend then just let us know oh, and that's I'm like, awesome. yes, yes. <laughs> so this is the slight problem with my work and it's a, a very good problem to have because I get offered quite a lot of these kind of like collaborations these kind of free let's do things together because at least I can give them back some photographs and some social coverage or whatever and the, I've not got enough time to be able to justify all the holidays <laughs> I want to go on oh damn bills I have to actually go and do yeah. jobs to make money but if I ever want to go on holiday I'm like yeah I can go anywhere <laughs> yeah it is a tough um, thing because I've I've kind of started becoming a freelance photographer in the last, I don't know, six or seven months. And I've had a lot of, you know, people approach me about doing collaborations and it's like, this sounds amazing. This sounds like so much fun, but also like I have a phone bill and I have a house bill and I have gas that I have to pay for. (laughs) And I can't get paid in watches. Like I don't, I don't, I don't need 50 or hundred watches. Like I just can't, like, I love it. But um, yeah, it is. I'm sure it's, it's tough for you too. And I'm sure you get approached all the time to do stuff like that. And of course, when it's something that really, really speaks to you, you're like, oh yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll do this. No problem. But um, for some of the smaller stuff that you're not really, you know, maybe too enthusiastic about, it's, it's kind of tough to say yes. Exactly. And you just think, I I wish I could. And I really, you know, like the product, but you you can't do it to everything. But um, so that's when I really do think to myself, right, I'm going to really try and pick and choose so that it's best for both of us. And we both get something great out of it. So, um, so yeah, for, for example, like when when Farah approached me, I just thought to myself, initially I thought to myself, I'm not into watches. I don't really know what this is all about. And when I, they were like, you know, fairer, look, look, we're about you know, seafarer, wayfarer, the idea of adventure and, and travel. I thought, yeah, that's that's what I'm about. And so that <laughs> made sense. And so, um, I mean, this is what's great about about the brand is that. Um, you know, we go on adventures all together and we are not professional adventurers. So I, <laughs> we are adventures. So there are times where we're like, you know, we called me the road trip. So, you know, one of the ones is we, we decided we'd go up the the north face of Ben Nevis, which is the biggest, the, the tallest mountain in, in the UK and in, in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, snow up there. We are not mountaineering people. Like we, we were not well equipped. And so, this was an adventure because the idea was, you know, we'll take the waters, we'll get to the summit and, you know, we'll get some pictures. And anyway, we left way too late. We had we had to like climb half this mountain the hard way to, to then leave all of our stuff at this little cabin that we were staying at, this boffy, um, and then carry on. And by the time we just started carrying on, We'd all had a little bit of whiskey because that's what you do. <laughs> and then we're like, it's like snowing and the lights going. We're like, mm, we should maybe just go back. And just like, as well. So the sun started setting at like four o'clock in the afternoon. We're like, why do we think this was a good idea? Oh no. <laughs> But what I like about about them is that we we really do we, you know we actually go and do these adventures and it's it's just the idea of just being like you don't you don't have to be good at it you just got to go and try it and, yeah. and see what you 
get. And um, the, yeah, the adventure could be anything from, you don't have to go cycle around the world to call it an adventure or something like that. If you driving, actually, driving a classic car every day, that's an adventure because you're just like, am I going to get there? Yeah, so I think adventure can be, can be um, defined in all shapes and sizes and forms. And um, yeah, so anything that makes you a little bit nervous, I would think mm-hmm. it would be an adventure. Absolutely. Um, and of bravery and yeah it's a bit different so um yeah it's I yeah I just love it all (laughs) well and and something that I I I read on your website and it it kind of really stood out to me was that you said you know with the brands that you work with one of the most important aspects is the people behind them not not the product Mm -hmm. and that speaks to us because we've said it for years like it's it's the guys that are behind the brands guys and girls behind these brands that um really make a difference and stand out to us and speak to us more than just the watch that we have on our wrists and, and their mission. And Fair is like one of these brands that we love because uh, there's another brand called Oris that we're really supportive of and they do lots of conservation. And, you know, I know Fair does, is it the... The, the Haverdian. Oh, do you know how to say it? I was going to say... Haver- I think it's the Haverdian... Um- Dolphin? All I got was a dolphin <laughs> trust, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. She yes. just got because I remember let us struggle we through said, the whole thing. She's like, I'll, I'll just let you guys Hebridian this name. Yeah. Hebridian is that how you say it? Yeah, Hebridian. That makes Hebridian. sense. I, I, okay. She proves. So <laughs> I feel like we're good. <laughs> yes. No. Exactly. And you just think, yeah, you're doing good. We like you. You're, it's you know, you're, you're pushing good back into the world and I want to be part of that yeah. so uh yeah no exactly um but yeah yeah and it's all yeah I mean it's it's important to us to know that the brands are doing something on their end to to make the world a little bit better and mm-hmm. and it, it I don't know it just affects me or hits me a little differently yeah. when a brand does that and it makes me Fully really agree. want to support them and the guys affair are just like phenomenal they're the most amazing people and have always been so nice to us yeah and like, have supported always, us like yeah. literally Right after our podcast really started, we were like two random girls that started a watch podcast and they sent us some watches and, um, you know, we've had this great relationship with them and mm-hmm. we, we couldn't thank them, you know, enough for, for doing that and taking a chance on us, two little ladies in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Exactly. That's it. They they also took a chance on me. I was I think I was there because they started at roughly about I think it was like five or six years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, it was I think I was the first person that received one of their watches that wasn't one of their like internal friend or family. That was the first oh, like, wow. outside. Oh. So, uh, we are a brand new watch brand ourselves, and we want to have some ambassadors, and we think you're a great fit. And I was like, just what you girls have just said. You you putting faith in in, in me? And I'm like, <laughs> Thanks, thanks so much, guys. And so, um, yeah, their first, I think the thing for me that made me go, not, not only about, you know, their their, their ethos of, of adventure and, and all the detail that goes into their watches, but also their first range. Um, I can't remember how many there, there were initially, but they were all named after adventurous uh, females. They were all oh, named yeah. after women. Oh, very cool. Even though this company was run and started by four blokes, they were like, we are going to name our first after after these amazing women. And I was like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And so that whole yeah side of it. And um, so yeah, they, the I mean, the four of them and myself have done so many, so many trips and, and fun, cool things together now. So um, yeah, I actually, I, I miss them because usually we, we do like <laughs> something two or three times a year together. So um, yeah, no, they are, they are wonderful people. And oh. um, again, it's always all about the people behind the, behind yeah. the bands as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, even with the, like car brands, there's certain car brands that I'm like, I like working with you because the people behind <laughs> you like and I like it. And then you've got the car brands, you're like, I like the car, but the people are, eh, and so whatever. Yeah. And you just think, I'd rather work with people I like. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's nice to be able to, to work with great people. And yeah, it's great that they also kind of said to you guys, we believe in you and <laughs> have some options and that's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we hope that the partnership between you and them continues because I, I I love your work. We love your photography that you do. And, you know, we we really embrace the lifestyle type photography that brands are starting to really embrace because mm-hmm. um, before you used to just see the beautiful, you know, stage shot the of the watch, and, you know, then it yeah. was like, 
yeah, but we we like to see it like on the wrist, on someone doing something, and and that's what makes me like want to buy the watch, not the beautifully staged photo that's just like in a studio somewhere. Um, yeah. It's the photos on the wrist, and you know I call them in action shots that that really you know make us want to want to buy the watch. So something I I, I did want to chat to you about because I feel like we're all a little bit unique in that we're in these hobbies, I mean, whether it's photography, watches, cars, that we're kind of the minority because we're women, and this has been a really big topic. <laughs> This has been been a big topic in in the uh, the watch world lately. Just um, not really like the lack of offerings for women's watches. And you've already said that you're you're not a fan of ladies' pieces. And the reason is because there's just a there's not a lot of options. And when there are, they're like pink or they're diamond studded or you know oh, they're just like gaudy. Right. And we yep. obviously do not like that style. I don't. Oh. We like men's watches. That's like what we wear most of the time or what's considered men's watches. But you know. I guess you know there's probably difficulty in the in the car world. I'm sure being a, a female, we're like guys just assume like you don't know anything and like kind of overlook you. And <laughs> I'm well, sure you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the car world is definitely getting better. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know about the watch world. Like, it's. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that you know because you're two females doing the podcast? If people, if if you feel that the people are like not take you seriously, or because I mean, I know that's how I felt when, especially when I was like trying to, or not even get work, but just start going to shoots and stuff. People wouldn't necessarily take me seriously. I, I I'm pretty sure it's because I was a girl and I was also you know younger than I, I am now, and I just thought, hey, I'm, I'm actually good at good at this. You know, <laughs> give me a chance, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if have, have you found anything with the with the watch world about being females. Callan works in you know in the retail side yeah. of watches, and she's had people come in and just like totally walk right past her, yeah. and and go to talk to one of her male you know coworkers, and then they get turned over to me because I'm the one who knows exactly. like all the technical stuff <laughs> and everything else. I'm like, I'm sorry, now you can come and speak to me. It's yeah, okay. but I mean, I think it, it's interesting. Aside from just the the watches that are offered, like. It, Things are, are getting better and mm-hmm. as far as the watches that are offered. I don't think like we with the podcast, I don't think we've ever. And I mean, thank goodness. And, and there's been a a huge line of strong female voices that came before mm-hmm. us and, you know, who really helped make it to where we didn't really have that many difficulties with the podcast. In all honesty, like where I have difficulties is within the watch community, like the mm-hmm. people within the community, um, not yeah. from actual watch brands and things yeah. like that. So. Yeah, that's right. I think you know that's exactly right. That's how I felt as well. It's never, it's never the brands or mm-hmm. either you know cars or motorcycles. It, a lot of the time, it is the the people involved. Sometimes, and you just yeah. think, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's sometimes they're a little bit of an older generation, and especially in classic cars, there's a lot of old white dudes. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah old white dudes. But anything that I've thought, oh. I'm not, not sure about how you how you treat me or you talk yeah. to me. It's generally generally <laughs> been from a bit more of that kind of demographic. Yeah. Luckily, that is few and far between, and by far I'm treated with respect. And, and, yeah. and you know, people are like they, especially if they know my work. They're like you know very complimentary, and that's that's awesome. But um, yeah, but that's you know that's one of the reasons why I learned how to ride motorcycles is to be able to talk to the old white dudes that <laughs> couldn't cross about. Just like um, I show up to a shoot. And, you know, there'd be the old white dude that had to look after me because, I, you know, he was who was moving the car or whatever for me. And and basically, you know, I knew I knew how to like let you, you know, use a car, walk around a car. And and um, yeah, the, I thought to myself, you know, what, to, for me to get some good photographs of, of this person and um, this, this car and to make our day better, I need to be able to get on with this person. So, um, yeah, like at some point conversation would get around to cars and I thought, oh, you know, I've got, I've got my classic mini and, and then, you know, it would fall into motorcycles. I'm like, oh yeah, I ride this, you know, 1970 uh, Honda. And they're like, oh, you ride motorcycles. I'm like, yes, I do. And then it's like, <laughs> suddenly you've got something they can talk to you about. And right. it's this, this, they're not thinking, oh, I don't know how to talk to this 20 something year old girl. And then you can just kind of like chat. So, um, yeah, I, I found that, that to be very, very helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now, um, I mean, sometimes I even like one of the, the jobs I did before COVID, I, I, I worked with, um, it was basically three blokes and myself. And the two, one of the blokes is lovely. And I, I, I worked with him loads since. And he's like, he's like my, he's like my German father. So he's a really <laughs> guy. Um, but then the other two, and I just, they said a couple of things to me. I can't remember off the top of my head what oh. it is now, but I basically said, I, I just didn't laugh. I was like, 
okay. And then they were like, basically said that I was, I was like, oh, she's difficult to make laugh. And I just thought, well, you're kind of not yeah, making fun of women here. And I, I mean, yeah, I yeah. Joke, but that's not cool. And so I think they just thought I was stuck up and I was oh, like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. But it's, uh, I think, uh, yeah, being, being females in the, the male dominant dominated world of watches, cars, it, a lot of these things, um, you know, frustrating a lot of things with money is, mm-hmm. it's definitely something you have to be like, oh no, I, I am, I am worth my place in this yeah. world. And sometimes mm-hmm. it can be difficult. I, I don't know about if you feel the same. Some, sometimes it can be difficult to, to not automatically be defensive of that and be like, actually, no, the world is changing. I don't have to be as, you know, defensive yeah. for my, my right to be here, but it is an automatic twitch for me at least. Whereas <laughs> yeah. if someone looks like they're like, who who are you what are you doing here are you allowed here I'm like man I've got the pass just because I'm a girl <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So, uh, the, yeah anyway so well, I could, I could no <laughs> I, I agree I think that like sometimes um in our case where maybe you know a brand has reached out they wanted to do some a sponsorship or something with us and there is an immediate thing to say okay here's our price oh and this is why like this like yeah, you have yeah, to explain yeah. yourself yeah. And it's yeah. like oh, oh we don't we don't have to do that like we're worth it and it I mean yeah. that you hit it you know nail on the head there but you know something else that I was thinking about is like we were talking about watches and like there's not a lot of offerings I know uh, maybe a week or two ago maybe it may be longer I, I'm all lost for time but you did some <laughs> stories on your Instagram page where I believe you had like a hard time finding you know, women's, I don't know if it was motorcycle jackets or clothing. And they just like, there was no offerings. Like women just don't ride motorcycles, apparently. (laughs) So that was something that um, basically a brand had said to me, you know, if you ever want to buy a motorcycle, just let us know. And I was like, cool, I'll go and have a cute website, see what I might want. Yeah. And as I was scrolling through, I thought, huh, there's no, uh, there's no, there's no women riding motorcycles in these pictures and they're just like pillions and I find like one I was like okay there's a little picture and but you know it's not it's not very well represented no. here I'm, I'm having to really look for these pictures and then you know there might be a clip in a, in a video on one of the pages I'm like oh, okay that was that was a bit of one but it's like this isn't this isn't great and then I started looking at other brands and then clothing brands and I was just really disappointed it's, in in what I found actually yeah. um yeah, and I mean, I don't know if you find the same with watches. If cause, I mean, the, I suppose the great thing about watches as well is that um, you can just have the, the close-ups of, of the dials. But I mean, you must be able to see like that's that's definitely a blokey yeah. wrist, or that, that, yeah. that that's that's up for a male like life. And um, yeah, I, I don't know if it. I mean, it, must, it would frustrate me. But um, yeah, I, I, is it the same in, in the watch world? Would you? Yeah, say? I think it is. And and something we find a lot of times is like, especially with advertising, it's like, oh, the guys are like they're going on a hike or they're surfing or they're doing something really cool, and then the ladies like in a ball gown dress in a cocktail oh. dress. <laughs> it's like. We don't like. We don't when, even own when cocktail was the dresses. Last time we wore we wore a dress. We like, wore. I wore. We we figured this out. We each wore a dress one time, and it was just a summer dress last year. Yeah, like the whole year, one time. And like, I can't tell you the last time I wore a cocktail dress. Yeah. It has to have been a wedding. Yeah, which, yeah. Like I want to see a girl like working out, or I want to see her like you know, doing cool adventure stuff. And like, we like, that is my lifestyle. That is what I do. Um, but apparently only guys do it. So that's like, that's why they ask. It's so frustrating. There in the last year, I have seen much more kind of gender neutral advertising. Yeah. Like there are a few brands who are really starting to embrace and it's putting the smaller this brands. Thing. The smaller brands are killing yeah. it yeah. right now at, yeah, with that. Absolutely. In all honesty, um, the micro brands are, are really kind of, but I think that's where you have these micro brands who are so in tune with the enthusiast community. Mm-hmm. They're the guys, you know, fair on Instagram all the time on social media, you know, the, yeah. the micro brands here in the States, same thing on social media all the time. They're involved with the, the chat rooms on clubhouse. Like, you know, they, they really know what's going on and they take that to heart. And then they, they modify their advertising, their, their photography to that. But then you have brands like Zenith last year. Zenith, it's a really, really great advertising where you had the same watch featured on both wrists. Breitling is starting to do it. Omega has done it recently. Yeah. And it does give me a little bit of hope, but the mainstream advertising from these big brands is still mm-hmm. going to be like, if I look up a diver 300 meter, I'm not going to see that one photo I saw on Instagram last <laughs> summer of a woman by the pool wearing an Omega Seamaster 300. I'm going to find 800 photos of, you know, men wearing it, James Bond and yeah. all this other stuff. So, you know, I, I'm, pleased that there's progress and yeah. I hope that it continues that way. Yeah. Did you? Uh, but yeah, I totally relate with the motorcycle thing. I'm 
I used to ride dirt bikes way more often than I do now. And it's the same thing. Like if you want, if you want any kind of women's gear, uh, you know, the bikes are, are the bikes. It it is what it is, but the gear, it's always a pink helmet, you know, (laughs) pink pink shirts, pink pads. And I'm like, I don't, but I don't want that. Like, I just want it black to fit me, please. Like, I don't want it to be baggy and hanging off my body. It's not safe that way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No. Exactly. So, um, I mean, from those from those Instagram stories, I had quite a lot of a lot of, <laughs> a lot of girls, especially girls in bikes. Me, like, this is why I struggle. I, mm-hmm. I'm worried about riding bike, motorcycles, or I struggle getting bike gear. And uh, then I had a few brands come to me as well and be like, "We're trying to make this, you know, change this." And I was like, "That's cool." And um, one, I, I I called out um one brand, not called out. I just made it highlight. Highlight. Block out that branding. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And um, I was like, basically, that is disappointing, really disappointing. Yeah. Anyway, since then, they have they have come to me directly and say, we've just launched our female brand. It was, oh, meant, no to, it was meant to be from last year, but COVID caused a delay. We'd love to send some stuff. And I was like, dudes, this is amazing. I'm so, yeah. you know, so busy of you doing this. Yes, let me help you, like, talk about this. So glad, you you know, this is this is happening. So, um, awesome. yeah, it, there's some, there is definitely positive change. And it is, it might be a bit slower, but generally, as you said, the micro brands are killing it. I think it's just mm-hmm. harder, genuinely harder for the for the big brands to really make a change because after working with them, the the, the amount of people that has to go through this person, this yeah. person, this yeah. person to get anything moved, it's like it's just so slow. So yeah. um, no, I do believe the big brands will will change, but it'll just take longer because the chain of command, literally, just of people making decisions and having to decide things, is um, m- much more difficult. Yeah, um, and and yeah. and we get it. Like you know, they're 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 all about marketing, and and they they look at their numbers. They know that there's probably not a, w- a lot of women buying their watches, but it's like there's not a lot of women buying your watches because they don't see it on women. It's like this whole circle will change. <laughs> but I was actually recently looking for. Uh, I, I, I wanted to buy a leather motorcycle jacket. I know it's about to be summer here, whatever, because um, that's what you do. But I, I was looking for them online and I went through several different companies and like the inside of the jacket would have like leopard print or I was just like, ew, I don't want that. Like I want like a, I want, I don't want to buy a male's jacket. Like I don't want to buy a men's jacket because I want it to be fit for, because you know, our fit's a little bit different. We need boob space. We actually need boob space. And I just like, I, I found a couple and, um, you know, I, there's actually a couple UK brands. I, I popped up that actually had women's offerings that were like serious, like actual motorcycle jackets that weren't like just fashion-y. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll probably have to just buy it and then have it shipped over here and pay the import fee or whatever. But uh, it's just, it's it's a hard thing to look for. And and in that, it goes beyond motorcycle stuff. It's the same thing. You know, my husband has this great brand that he buys from San Francisco, which is Taylor Stitch. And they're, they've got this great quality handcrafted shirts and everything else like that. And you know, he can pay the same price for a shirt that I buy and my shirts are like super thin and they're, you know, women's mm-hmm. quality of clothes is just not made the same as men's. Like no. men's is so much better. And I reached out to this brand because they used to make lady stuff and they don't anymore. And, uh, they offered to like custom make me some shirts like that oh, would actually nice. like fit my boobs. And, uh, cause I like wearing button up shirts with just like a t-shirt underneath. That's just like my mm-hmm. style. And yeah. they're going to do that. And I thought, well, that's so awesome, oh, but you should just like add your women's slides like, right back. Away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's more than just one woman who yeah. would like some button up shirt. But I'm always so like, I'm always so shocked about the stuff that he buys, whether it's jeans or shirts and like how much less he has to spend and how much better quality it is. Yeah. Then I just, it's Have you it's seen the same about like, um, like deodorant and razors and like toiletries? Yeah. Oh, yes. Isn't it like women have to pay an average of like 15% more on the exact same thing? Exactly. Like, just, across the board oh I buy men's razors I I don't play men's razors are way better way better way better if you're a female listening to this podcast if you get nothing else go buy men's razors they will change your life (laughs) we only have like two females that listen to our podcast that's fine (laughs) both of our moms that's it (laughs) but no I know exactly what you mean so um no I'm I'm very grateful that the all these worlds do seem to be changing but um um, yes, yeah, the, the sooner the better, I think. Definitely, well. definitely. <laughs> well, as begin as we begin to to kind of wrap it up, um, what are some cool projects you have coming up that you, if you can chat about any of them? Yeah. Oh man. So, I mean, COVID's definitely like thrown a spanner in the works generally. So up until like, so the UK officially opens up, like we're, we're again, we're counting down the days till the pub opens. But when everything <laughs> else opens is I think either 
June 12th, July 12th, something along those lines, like summer. So everything, all the events that people want to do are all happening after summer. So I'm, I am getting very booked until after uh, after summer. So I've got some amazing trips planned and some awesome. events planned. And then until then, it's kind of all the little things. So mm-hmm. um, things that are coming up. Well, I, as I said, I've just borrowed this Mercedes and I, it's more of an accidental borrowing because I'm, I was going to borrow it for a road trip, but then COVID killed that. So now I've just got this Mercedes and I'm like, I don't know what to do with you, but I will drive you around. <laughs> Figure it out. Right. For two weeks. Um, yeah. I mean, another thing, I've got, next week I've got a, um, a couple of, of cool jobs where um, one of them, I'm photographing this restoration of a prototype car. It was a, it was a one-off build of an Aston Martin Bulldog is what it's called. Oh, and wow. basically it looks like a door wedge. It's a, it's a, very, very like narrow at the front and then kind of like, it's meant to go 200 miles an hour. Wow. This is very old. It's quite an old car. And it looks, it looks futuristic. It does look like something out of the future that people from in the whatever year it was built, 70s, 80s, that thought, you know what, this is going to be cool in the future. And so that is being completely re- like stripped back and rebuilt. So I'm photographing the process of that build. So that's a really exciting project. So um, on Monday, I go and see the next bit. So I, I, I saw it about three weeks ago. So I'll go and see it on, on then, uh, on Monday. Um, and then I've got a few more cars next week. Um, and then what? I've got something else I was going to be excited about, but I can't remember now. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> so many things. <laughs> quite, a lot of, quite a lot of things and adventures and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, no, it's all just starting to just to, to kick off, really. Um, yeah. Oh, another one, another fun one I've got again because because of COVID, um, I've been taking on smaller jobs that don't necessarily pay as well. But I'm like, eh, I've got the time. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> so one of them is um, a friend of mine, uh, a female friend of mine who runs a car magazine um, called and motorcycle magazine called uh, Sarah. She said she would get round, round me and she said, "Do you ever fancy like giving off road motorcycling a go?" And I'm like, "Yes, I've never done it. It's something that scared me a little bit because like all the guys are like, yeah, I can stand on the foot pegs and I." I can do this and I'm yeah. like sat like on the seat being like oh, no, 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 no. So, um basically her and I are going to go on this day riding around I think it's like practically Wales and um oh wow just yeah and I don't know what the weather's going to be like and it's so I'm just I'm going to be doing that as like as, as an adventure myself and also bringing my camera along as well to photograph oh, it so that sounds um, amazing yeah, that sounds awesome. I like I totally wanted to start riding a motorcycle I've never I never have when I watched several years ago um so Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman have the show it's like the long yep. way round, long mm-hmm. way down long way up long way up yeah, I've, I've watched all of them and from the beginning and that show, like, because they did a little bit of off-roading and, and now they, I think because they're getting older, they like, they stick to the roads a little bit more than they used to. <laughs> um, but I just was obsessed and, and my husband wanted to kill me when I told him, like, I'm going to go get my motorcycle license. And he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you should just do like a dirt bike, though. I know. Dirt I think I should. A, I need somebody to like do this with. Do you have to get a license for it? No, you don't have to have a license as long as you stay off the streets. Okay. You can, and you can buy certain things to make like dirt bike street legal oh. if you want to. But like they're so fun. They're so easy. Like the maintenance is really easy on them. Hmm. You can do it and you can get into it fairly cheap. Like you can pick up like an old, uh, like an old Honda or something like that and get into it fairly cheap. Interesting. Like I have had to get rid of all of my stuff, but I'm willing <laughs> to recommit <laughs> if I have somebody to do it with. Oh, but it's well, I'll, think about it. I'll think about it. Yeah. Riding. Learning to ride motorcycles is one of the is the best thing I've learned to do as a grown up. It's the amount of joy it brings me, and it's not as long as like also women we think differently to blokes. So you think about all the the motorcycles that we hear the the horror stories about you know injury or death, and they're all blokes because (laughs) men think differently to women. So when you ride motorcycles as a woman. We also are like, I'm not going to go speeding around that corner because there's a good chance I will fall off or there might be something coming out of there. So um, I think we're a lot more reserved in the way, uh, you know, in, in looking after like our, I, I don't know, need to reproduce. We want to live. Like, like that's the thing. <laughs> we like life, okay? Yeah, exactly. So also, when I ride with blokes, it's like, you know, my, me, me, another female, and then a load of blokes, they all go bombing off. I don't know, trying to be alpha motorcycle rider. And then we're like, <laughs> She was hang back and just it's really super. Just no, I'm not chill. talking about yeah. yeah. I'm not talking about going granny speeds, but I'm just saying you know just take it like enjoy yeah. it, just completely enjoy it. So um yeah, like as and I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy enjoy those rides, especially with like female riding friends of my, my own as well. So um yeah, I've got a lot of that planned for for the summer as well. Awesome, so, that sounds amazing. Exciting. 
Well, yeah, and, and if things do open back up and, and you can travel, is there any place that you kind of got on your list? Like I got, I have to go there. Like once I can travel there, I, I have to go. Oh, um, so last year I said that, um, cause I turned 30 in, in May, I was like, right, I'm going to go to Japan because I've, it's oh, some, I've never no. really explored that. I, I've got, I went to Hong Kong for like a week about two years ago, but, and I've been to like Vietnam for again, about a week, not, not long enough. And I just thought, you know what, I'd love to go and spend like two, three weeks just in that country really just experiencing that side of the world because it's something I've never done. And like work takes me a lot of places. So, but it's never taken me there. So I'm like, right there. I'd like to have a go. I'd like like to go there basically. So um, yeah, I think Japan would probably be on my my top of my list, but um, North Norway as well. Okay. Norway's beautiful. Um, I mean, I was there last winter and it's it's snow, lots and lots of snow, but um, to go in in the spring would be, I think, amazing. So um, yeah, I mean, this is the great thing about kind of, Europe and Asia and and you know Nordics is that everything is so diverse you can mm-hmm. just road trip to the other side of I don't know see but road trip to Italy you'd, you'd see so many different cultures and foods and people along the way and you just think yeah this is this is cool so um there's <laughs> yeah, something about ah, something different yeah. yeah what about yourself where, where would you want to go because the U.S. this is first this is my experience in the U.S. we've got a long way to go and they're like right this is big country so um yeah I've, I've not explored the U.S. enough and your I mean your road trip that you're talking about where you're you're going um well you say you're going with your husband yes that sounds amazing yeah. and I'm like oh man if only I could just get over there and do that too <laughs> Yeah. So, well, uh, we we yeah. had a trip planned last year. Uh, we were supposed to come to the UK, and then we were going to spend some time in Scotland and see some friends and just explore. And obviously, COVID kind of put a damper in that, and and probably this year too, as we as I'm we see still, it, like holding out, yeah, stupid hope for no reason. <laughs> I keep saying, I'm like, look, if we don't do this trip this year, I'm buying I'm buying something expensive. Like yeah. I'm buying a really expensive watch oh, for no reason, <laughs> um, because I'm t- like the money's just been sitting there, and I'm like, yeah. I can only resist for so long. Yeah, but then I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you talked about your thirtieth coming up. Is there anything like? watch car wise anything special oh so i mean originally i was going to i was going to go and travel i was going to drive to um to yeah. italy i think so i was going to do the trip i just talked about um with my boyfriend and one of um so he he's got a lot of e-types that he got, can get his hands on so we were going to like go to italy in an e-type i was like yeah that'd be an amazing trip um but again same like thinking covid and bloody Brexit. Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> like, we're definitely screwed. Like, the idea of trying to do that, I just think, you know what? It's probably not going to happen. So, I instead will spend money on something. I, yeah. I do not know what yet. It's like, I look at my slightly rotting mini and I think, should I just, should I maybe pay for you to get like restored <laughs> a bit? Area? And then I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I, I don't know. So, at the minute, literally, I'm driving today, I was driving around thinking, what should I go and spend some money on? Because <laughs> I'm 30 and I'm allowed to. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so, no, I, I currently I don't know yet. So, then, then part of me was like, well, you did do your racing license last year and that wasn't cheap. And I'm, my other half of my brain is like, shh, that doesn't count. Right. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't that count. was before 30. That does not count. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That was just a poor decision at the time. That doesn't count. So, um, yeah, no. So, I, I'm still, if you've got any ideas, do send them across to me. Because oh, well. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to think of something cool. Um, but but before we we end the show today, and, and it's been a blast to chat with yeah, you, by the way. So we, much fun. Yeah, you've been, been awesome. So, nice. so where, where can people find you? Where can people listen to your podcast? Because I know we didn't get a chance to really talk about it, but you do have a podcast um, called Driven Chat. I don't know how often you guys uh, put out an episode, but you've, you've been doing it for quite a while now. Yeah, we've been doing, we're putting out an episode once a week since last June, I think it is. Okay. And so Basically, if you like cars, but not really like, it's not really geeky, nerdy car chat. I mean, some ones are really geeky, nerdy car chat, but <laughs> others are just like talking about adventures and the you know, cool people that we chat to. So yeah, once a week, um, you can find us at Driven Chat. Uh, and then, you know, when you search your podcast and stuff, just Driven Chat um, or the Driven Chat podcast. Um, but then in terms of uh, my own photography and stuff, uh, I'm just easy, aim short photography. Um, which on everything. So if you just search <laughs> my name and then like usually I come up or like Amy Shaw photography, cars something like that so um yeah no instagram's like my my baby so uh, at amy shaw photography um but yeah and i also i spell shaw a, a different way to what a lot of people spell the shaw like if i if i said to you guys like how would you spell shaw would you spell it the the the, my, my, the way i spell it I spell, like it? I spell it s-h-o-r-e yeah yeah, that's, that's exactly. We're How do people spell it? S H A W. Well, they're oh, that's Shaw. No, <laughs> I'm like, 
like, they're wrong. Period. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm like, sure, like the seashore. And then they're like, how do you spell that? I'm like, oh, anyway, oh so no. yeah. <laughs> the long way of how you can find me <laughs> well awesome well be sure to check her out we'll put all of your links to your website to your instagram page to your podcast we'll put it in our show notes um and then Catelyn, do you want to take us out yeah you guys can find our show notes around our website www.tennn2.com and be sure to follow us along on instagram facebook and twitter at 10 and 2 media all right bye everybody bye thanks amy bye, bye.